of page 31. Jesus appearing and talking with a person directly. The Lord told me to go and minister in a church that worships on the Sabbath. They are Pentecostal, but they worship on the Sabbath. It was to change my narrow-mindedness, for they are also born again and have the same Holy Ghost. The first time I preached in that church, I was like Peter in Acts 10, who was not willing to go and share the word of God in the house of Cornelius. But as soon as I opened my mouth to read the scripture of my message, the Holy Spirit fell on them, and they were speaking in tongues. Nobody could stop those tongues. The moderator of the service would shout, Order! Order in the house of God! But they could not stop speaking in tongues. I thank God, because I was prejudiced against them. Had God not done that, it would have been the first and last time I was in their church. But I stayed in their midst for two years, teaching and healing the sick every Sabbath, until the Lord sent me to Glasgow, Scotland. When I was in that church, they had a strange belief. The majority of them were Jamaicans. They still have some wounds about slavery. So they preach that Jesus was black. And many other things that are not lawful to utter or even write. I said to God, Why have you sent me in the midst of these people? And one of the pastors told me that Jesus appeared to him and Jesus was black. I just kept quiet. I did not want to argue with them, and they were already attacking me because they knew I worshipped with them, but I was not keeping the Sabbath. So I did not want to add another source of dispute. But it truly bothered me that they said that Jesus appeared to them and he was black. A year later, I was watching a Christian TV program, and a white preacher in USA was saying that Jesus appeared to him and Jesus was white with blue eyes. I knew that that preacher also was wrong, for I listened to that preacher, he has some hatred towards the Arabs. He constantly attacked them. I was listening to another Christian TV program and the Asian preacher said, before his grandmother died, Jesus appeared to her and preached the gospel to her in Mandarin. And she gave her life to Christ, but the Jesus that appeared to her was Asian. So it started to truly disturb me, for I know Jesus, when he was after the flesh on earth, was neither black nor white, with blue eyes, nor yellow, with small eyes. Jesus was not an Ethiopian Jew, so he was not black. Jews are not white, they are brown like Arabs, since they are cousins. Isaac and Ishmael were brothers of the same father Abraham. And Abraham himself was originally a Syrian, Deuteronomy 26 verse 5. Isaac married Rebekah, a Syrian. Genesis 25 verse 20. And Jacob married Rachel and Leah, the two daughters of his uncle Laban, the Syrian. Genesis 31. Jesus was brown like people of the Middle East, like their ancestors, the Syrians. I could not understand why he would appear to those different people. One day, I was praying and fasting, and Jesus appeared to me in my bedroom. He did not say a word. He was dressed up in a white robe. The glory was too strong around him, so I could not even look at his eyes. I was stuck in my bed. I could not even move a little finger or a little toe. 
It was as if something so heavy held every part of my body in that bed and I could not move. I gathered my strength and whispered, Jesus, you are Lord. I could not speak louder than that. When Jesus departed from me, I could move again. The second time Jesus appeared to me, I was again in my bedroom. I was asleep around midnight. Jesus came into my bedroom, and I do not know what happened, but I found myself on my knees on my bed. And Jesus laid his hands on me and ordained me in one of the fivefold ministries, and spoke words to me that I keep to myself. When I came to myself, I was on my knees on my bed. Both times Jesus was not black, was not yellow, nor white, but brown. If you tell me to describe his face, I cannot describe it. The third time Jesus appeared to me, I was again asleep and around 4 a.m., and he came and sat on my bedside and was whispering things in my right ear. But the person who was whispering those things into my right ear was a black man. So before he departed, I asked him, Who are you? He said to me, It is I. And he left. And he gave me the scripture, Revelation 1, 12 to 18. I did not know the meaning of what he was saying, it is I. For sometimes an angel comes and talks to me, and many times that angel is black. So I thought it was one of the angels of God who had been sent by God to explain something to me. So I was lazy and did not want to read that Revelation 1, 12 to 18. You see, I am human, and at 4 a.m. I want to be in my bed, and if there is a prayer to pray, I pray upon my bed like David, when I remember you upon my bed and think of you in the night watches, Psalm 63 verse 6. But reading a scripture at 4 a.m., it means I need to get out of my bed and switch on the light. But I woke up and switched on the light and opened my Bible and turned to Revelation. And I read Revelation 1, 12 to 18. And I turned to see the voice that spoke to me, and being turned I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the chest with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive for evermore. Amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. When I read that scripture, I understood that it was Jesus who was speaking to me, and the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance the instance when the disciples were in the boat. It was night, and Jesus came to them walking on the water, 
They were afraid and thought it was a ghost. But Jesus told them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Matthew fourteen twenty seven. So I knelt on my bedside and worshipped Jesus. And as I was on my knees, the Lord started to explain to me how he appeared to some people black, white, yellow, or white with blue eyes, or any other skin color. In Luke 24, two disciples of Jesus, Simon and Cleopas, were journeying from Jerusalem to Emmaus. The resurrected Jesus appeared to them and joined them on their journey. He talked to them, but they could not know that it was a resurrected Jesus. The Jesus that appeared to them was not the same Jesus that they knew after the flesh, prior to his death, burial and resurrection. For had he looked like the Jesus they followed prior to his death, they would have immediately recognized him. They did not even see the print of the nails in his hands and feet. For a brother with whom I shared the visions of Jesus told me if I did not see the print of the nails in his hands, it was not Jesus. It was only when Jesus broke bread with them that their eyes were opened and they knew it was the Lord Jesus, not because they saw the prints of the nails. They said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he spoke to us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Luke 24 verse 32 Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John ten twenty seven. The voice of Jesus, you will know it, and it will always line up with the written word of God. In John 21, Jesus appeared to his apostles a third time after his resurrection. They had been fishing all night and caught nothing, and in the morning Jesus was at the seashore, and he told them to cast their nets on the right side, and they caught a lot of fish. The apostles who used to be with the physical Jesus for three and a half years could not recognize him after the flesh because he did not appear to them in the likeness of the carpenter they knew after the flesh. But John the Beloved, when he saw the miracle of the catch of fish, remembered in Luke 5 how they also toiled all night and caught nothing, but in the morning after Jesus had used their boat, he asked them to let down their nets for a catch, and they also had a miraculous catch of fish. Therefore John the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord! Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. John 21 verse 7 After they brought the fish to shore, Jesus told them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. John 21 verse 12 if Jesus looked like the carpenter's son they knew, they would not even question in their heart, Who are you? They knew it was Jesus. It is the kind of knowing that a person has because he has spent time with a person. Like a wife knows her husband, she knows his voice. They did not see the prints on his hands and his feet. It would have given them some clue that he was resurrected Christ. So the Lord then told me, You see, that Jamaican church, they are still struggling with the heritage of slavery. 
If I had appeared to them as a white Jesus after the flesh, they would never have received me and been born again. Or also that white preacher in USA, if I had appeared to him as a brown Jesus, he would never have received me. Or that grandmother of the Asian preacher, she had never known anybody else that was not yellow. For her to receive Jesus, she needed to see a person she could relate to, otherwise she would not have received her salvation. God is love. Sometimes he has to put up with our foolishness. The truth is, many Christians will be surprised when they get to heaven because the resurrected Jesus is neither black nor white nor yellow nor brown. But he is described by John in Revelation 1, 13-16. The Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the chest with a golden girdle, his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Paul then advised us, So as we now know no one according to the flesh, but even if we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we no longer know him so. 2 Corinthians 5.16 Yes, we no longer know Jesus after the flesh, based on his skin colour or his earthly genealogy. We know him as the resurrected Christ like John in the book of Revelation has described him for us. So do not quarrel with people who tell you that Jesus is black, yellow, white, with blue eyes, brown or red. It is not that Jesus that dwells in you, but the resurrected Christ described by John. Likewise, do not receive a person because he or she is related to you after the flesh. He is from your village, your country, your continent, your skin color, your profession. But receive them because you see the resurrected Christ dwelling in him or her, or because you have the expectation that one day the resurrected Christ will also dwell in him or her. For God says, Behold, all souls are mine. The souls of the unsaved and the souls of the saved, the souls of the black, white, yellow, brown, red and all mixed races. As the soul of the father, also the soul of the son. They are mine. Ezekiel 18 verse 4 For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who will have all men, men and women of all continents, all skin colours, all backgrounds, all tongues and all nations, to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2, 3-4 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. John three sixteen to 17 The truth is, nobody has a picture of Jesus. Praise the Lord for that. The Lord hates idol worshippers. The picture of Jesus that they sell is not how Jesus looks. Do not have that idol in your house. Jesus appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus in Acts 9 and talked to him. Jesus also appeared to Paul in Acts 23.11. The following night the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, 
For as you have testified of me in Jerusalem, so you also must bear witness in Rome. If Jesus appears to you and shows you his nail prints like he did to the disciples when he appeared to them after the resurrection in John 20, praise the Lord. But if he appears to you like in Luke 24 and in John 21, praise the Lord. I was listening to a Christian TV program and the overseer of one of the worldwide Pentecostal churches was giving his testimony that one day he was with his wife and they made coffee and put it in a thermos. That thermos contained five cups of coffee. So before eating they prayed as every Christian is supposed to do. In his prayer he said, Lord Jesus, we invite you to come and dine with us. Amen. So his wife took two cups of coffee, and he took two as well. And when he wanted to take the third cup of coffee, he noticed that the thermos was empty. He asked his wife if she had taken the third cup. She said no. So he was concerned, for they've been using that thermos for years, and they know it has five cups of coffee in it. So Jesus spoke to him. When you prayed before dining, you said, Lord Jesus, we invite you to dine with us. So since you invited me, I came and had a cup of coffee. The preacher said for years he was afraid to share that testimony, lest people think he's crazy or he's trying to show off. When I heard it, it bore witness with my spirit, and I asked Jesus to tell me where I can find it in the Bible. Jesus immediately gave me John 21. The resurrected Jesus came and had breakfast with his disciples. In Luke 24, 40-43, the resurrected Jesus ate broiled fish and honeycomb in the presence of his disciples. Peter tells us in Acts 10, 40-41, God raised him up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses handpicked before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Yes, Jesus still appears to people today and even eats and drinks with them. Chapter 4, 13 Revelation Gifts Word of Knowledge, Word of Wisdom, and Prophecy God also speaks to us through the gifts of the Spirit, especially the Revelation gifts, which are the Word of Knowledge, the Word of Wisdom, and Prophecy. Paul explains to us, saying, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I would not have you ignorant. You know that being led away, you nations were led to dumb idols. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is accursed, and that no one can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the same Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues. 
But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. 1 Corinthians 12, 1-11 Chapter 4, 14 Prayer, Maturing in the Word of God Everything in the kingdom of God is birthed in prayer. Nothing can be done on earth here unless the people of God pray. The more time we spend waiting on the Lord in prayer, the easier it is to hear Him speak. We cannot do anything outside prayer. God promised that if we call upon His name, He will answer. We must initiate the dialogue. I said the dialogue, not the monologue. Many times we have a monologue with God and we tell Him this is what we will do, so come and bless our plan. It should be the other way around. God, what do you want me to do? Or, God, these are my plans, what do you have to say? I want your input. You know the end from the beginning. We must come with the expectation that God will actually speak back to us. After all, we are the sheep of his pasture. We know his voice. He lives in us through the Spirit. We are his children. A parent talks to his children. We are part of his household. We are supposed to speak to each other. Therefore, I am doing the first step. I am speaking to Abba Father, to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. And they will talk back to me. Even if I hear nothing, I ask them again, Did you say something? I could not hear what you said. Can you come again? I will be persistent until my relationship with the Godhead lines up with the relationship Jesus had with the Godhead when he was on earth. I will settle for nothing less. Jesus is my standard. I will enjoy dreams, visions, trances and also dialogues with the Godhead 24-7 like a man speaks to his friend. I'll pray in tongues and with understanding. The more of the word we know, the easier we can distinguish the voice of God from our own thoughts and the deceptions of Satan. Solid food of the word of God belongs to those who are mature or of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Hebrews 5 verse 14 People want a shortcut for everything, but there is no shortcut for divine guidance, but the word of God in prayer. The apostles told the believers they will give themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Acts 6 verse 4. Prayer and the word of God in you will sharpen all your spiritual senses, your seeing, your hearing, your taste, your smell, and your touch. You will become spiritually hypersensitive, for the word of God is quick or living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4 verse 12 the Spirit of the Lord in you will be able to tell you what emanates from the soul, the seat of the intellect and carnal desires, and what emanates from the Spirit of God. You will be able to know the thoughts and intents of your own heart and the hearts of other people, just like Jesus knew the thoughts and intents of the Pharisees and the priests. 
The Word of God in you will work like a surgical instrument or a scalpel. Because you are mature in the Word, you'll be able to make perfect incisions without touching vital organs. You'll be able to remove damaged tissues and cancerous growths without doing any damage to the organ. Spiritually, the Word of God works the same way, but even better, the Word of God has the power to remove the damaged tissues, to create new tissues, to remove even the scars of the spiritual surgery, to make the person whole. We must let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly in all wisdom. Colossians 3 verse 16 this is not an exhaustive study on divine guidance, but only the basics to help believers start off their journey. Let the word of God abide in you richly in all wisdom, and may God bless you and keep you in all your ways and order your steps in Jesus' name. Regards, G.